This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday edition. Uh, you can call in and talk about anything you want. 603-435-1105 is the phone number. This is Luther with you. And JJ. Yes. And Ida. A, and Ida. I have a very special guest, uh, JJ, my mortal enemy. That's right. Someday I'll defeat you, Justice. friend. <laughs> uh, so this is both you guys' first time being on the show. Uh, do you want to introduce yourselves? Uh, well, I'm JJ. I've lived in Keene for roughly three years now. I've not been one of the most in-your-face activists, so I haven't made any sort of headlines in that regard. You're in-your-face as it is. I have a face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Otherwise, I am just uh, sort of someone who cares about the community, so I try to involve myself in that. And uh, Ida. Yes. I also live in Keene. I've lived here for a year and a half, and I am also very interested in our little community here making it stronger so that's what i do very cool well uh i guess you want to just get right into it with uh iran jj oh sure sure definitely um one of the things going on right now a lot of people may not be aware but the iran is under what can only be called a cyber war at the moment a cyber war. That's correct. A cyber war. The digital age. The cyber like, age. Uh, Are there cyborgs? Yeah, like with the Terminator. It, in in a way, yes. It's a it's a bit of uh, malware or a virus known as Stuxnet. Stuxnet. Um, and the virus, the malware, whatever we want to call it, is intelligent in that it is looking for a very specific target. Is that considered AI? Or well, it's it's more of a software algorithm. It looks for well, I'll, let me read some of the uh, the stories here that I have for you about this. Um, officials in Iran have confirmed that the Stuxnet worm infected at least uh, 30,000 Windows PCs in the country. Multiple Iranian news services reported on Saturday. Experts from Iran's Atomic Energy Organization also reportedly met this week to discuss how to remove the malware. Um, Stuxnet, considered by many security researchers to be the most sophisticated malware ever, was first spotted in mid-June by Virus Block ADA, a little-known security firm based in Belarus. Uh, Belarus. A month Belarus. later, yes, Belarus. Uh, <laughs> a month later, Microsoft acknowledged that the worm targeted Windows PCs that manage large-scale industrial control systems in manufacturing and utility companies. Those control systems, called SCADA for supervisory control and data acquisition, operate everything from power plants to factory machinery to oil pipelines and military installations. According to researchers with U.S.-based antivirus Semantic, Iran Iran was hardest hit by Stuxnet. Nearly 60% of all infected PCs in the earliest known infection were located in that country. Since then, experts have amassed evidence that Stuxnet has been attacking SCADA systems since at least January 2010. Meanwhile, others have speculated that Stuxnet was created by a state-sponsored team of programmers and designed to cripple Iran's Bushir nuclear reactor. No need to stop with nuclear installations. It might be an exaggeration to say that a cyber attack could propel a country back in a stone age, but it could give it a good start. Almost all modern industrial systems use programmable logic controllers, PLCs, mini-computers, which collect input from data collection devices and operate the relays, solenoids, valves, etc., which control the system. These PLCs are often connected to PCs running common operating systems like Windows and and forms of Unix. 
which provide the user interface and programming capability. The Stuxnet worm not only compromises a PC, but inserts its own code into the PLC itself. Then it renders the, this code, added code, undetectable by normal procedures. Can you imagine turbines spinning out of control and flying apart, pipelines exploding from excess pressure, nationwide bl- electrical blackouts, dams overflowing, satellites commanded to change their orbits, even military missiles launching themselves or self-destructing in their silos. All this and more is possible. In fact, it has already happened. It was a Trojan program inserted in the SCADA system software that caused a massive natural gas explosion along the Trans-Siberian Pipeline in 1982. A newspaper reportedly uh, reported the resulting fireball yielded the most monumental non-nuclear explosion and fire ever seen from space. The three-kiloton Trans-Siberian natural gas pipeline explosion occurred during the Reagan administration. The event was initially acknowledged by a Russian general and then subsequently denied by the Russian press and kept secret within the CIA until 2004 when the details were released upon publication of the Cold War memoirs of a retired insider. The events and methodology explained and later presented in the security testimony before the U.S. House of Representatives. Uh, The difference is that today almost every PC is connected to the Internet, and the delivery of the weaponized code is easier and does not require physical access to the target computer. Cyber weapons could be a disruptive technology in warfare, a game-changer like the English longbow, the machine gun, or the military aircraft. Nations that succeed in developing such weapons and the con, uh, the defense technologies will have, to, a huge invali- uh, will have a huge advantage in almost any conflict. Wow. So there's more to the story than that. You see, this is sort of the after effects. Now, Iran, like Iraq, is not wanting to accept U.S. dollars or euros in exchange for their oil can't really say I blame them. They want to use a different sort of cor- uh, currency. Um, they're looking at the, uh, the currency of Jordan um, and, and several other uh, UAE, some of the other countries in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Max Kaiser, one of the uh, financial analysts uh, that I, I follow, and uh, Gerald Salente, another one, they both, in, in their broadcast, recommended that Iran, if they want to avoid warfare with the United States that they should allow these banking cartels into their country, cartels like Citibank and Goldman Sachs, and that's exactly what they're doing. And then there's reports of Citibank and Goldman Sachs opening up banks within Tehran and starting up their own um, you know, spread of, of smaller institutions from there, sort of insulating Iran from the military aspects, because once they join the cartel, mm-hmm. they're protected to a degree as long as they give up all their... Treasure and yeah, so, assets. So they're yeah, they're protected from military invasion, but you know, they'll be exploited in some way. Exactly. Yeah. So so that's going on, and uh, in a in a way, the uh, the only alternative would be a cyber warfare, something where the the weapons weren't overt, where they weren't flying across other countries, mm-hmm. um, and the uh, the Iranian people are still going to suffer. Because of this, uh, roaming blackouts, you know, various things, as the the code um, finds its target. And after doing some analysis, I have a Computer World UK uh, story here that more details the actual virus itself. The the worm that spread through Iran, Indonesia, and India was built to de- destroy operations at one target. And then once again, they're speculating the uh, the Bashir nuclear reactor. Mm-hmm. 
That's emerging emerging consensus of security experts who have examined the Stuxnet worm. In recent weeks, they've broken the cryptography code behind the software and taken a look at how the worm operates in test environments. Researchers studying the worm all agree that Stuxnet was built by a very sophisticated and capable attacker, possibly a nation state, and it was designed to destroy something big. Though it was first developed most, more than a year ago, Stuxnet was first discovered in July 2010 by the same company in Belarus. Since then, it has been a subject of an ongoing study by security researchers who say they've never seen anything like it before. Now, after months of private speculation, some of the researchers who know Stuxnet best say that it may have been built to sabotage Iran's nuclear facilities. Ralph Langer, a well-respected expert on industrial systems and security, published an analysis of the worm which targets Siemens software and suggested that it may have been used to sabotage the nuclear reactor. Hmm. A Siemens expert, Langer, simulated a Siemens industrial network, and then he analyzed the worm's attack. Experts had first thought that the worm was written to steal industrial secrets, factory formulas, and could be used to build counterfeit products, but Langer found something quite different. The worm actually looks for very specific Siemens settings, a kind of fingerprint that tells it that it's been installed in a very specific programmable logic controller, a PLC, and then it injects its own code in that system. Because of the complexity of the attack, the target must be extremely high value to the attacker. Wow. So, cyber war. You, it is, yeah, you it certainly is precisely see. that. Computer yeah. programmers are like way cooler now. They're like warriors. <laughs> yeah, they're the new warriors. They just need some, uh, some flight classes. So more coming up and your thoughts. Uh, if you have any thoughts on Iran or anything you want to talk about, 603-435-1105 is the phone number. Go ahead and give us a call. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, this is Free Talk Live. Uh, welcome back. Nice job. XO3, yeah, thank you. I really dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> you did. We were just getting so into this conversation uh, here outside of the studio. That so. you're not allowed to participate in. Yeah, that's all right. But you can participate in our show. Uh, 603-435-1105 is the number. Call in and talk about anything. Um, you can call in and bitch us out for not yeah, paying and Reagan not doing our jobs, it. essentially. I, how, do I, am I, can you guys hear me? <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure you do your job. Okay, so we're actually we're talking about a new type of warfare. We're talking about cyber wars, right? But I think uh, with our our special guests, um, we're going to shift the topic to something a little less serious. Can I ask you a couple questions? Sure. Uh, go ahead, Ida. Why did you want to talk about this today? Well, uh, I think it's uh, a flashpoint, really, for the the world as a whole. Iran is definitely the hot point as far as people wanting to throw bombs their way. And obscenities and and just hate hate Iran. So I yeah. think um, putting more information out there will help alleviate some of the ignorance that causes bad decisions and bad ideas. It, it might. I mean, I think people will be ignorant anyway. That's the whole point of being ignorant. I mean, even if you even if you had the information, I suppose if you want, if people just be ignorant, uh, yeah. Blissful. I run into quite a bit of that at work. Uh, so, 
Anything else for JJ? Anything else for JJ? Um, JJ. Yeah. Do you actually understand like how this program works? Uh, not not you, precisely. Yeah, it was a bunch of gobbledygook for me. I mean, I'm not a computer guy. So, well, basically, it's it's um, like you take a piece of software that just searches. You like like a good search engine, mm-hmm. and it just finds a certain set of parameters. Okay, whether the parameters are this computer has to have so much memory, it has to have so much processor speed that I know it's this computer I'm looking for, and I will infect this computer, mm-hmm. or. Like uh, what they were talking about here was they were talking about the PLCs. Um, programmable logic controllers are actually the hardware that uh, takes that, that electrical data stream and converts it into something that directly controls a valve or uh, right. some Turns circuit. it into work. Yes, it turns off and on valves. It, right. it does stuff. So you can, you can set a virus in this manner, I'm sure, to find a certain, pro- uh, certain controller based on what parameters you know that controller is going to have hmm. you know it's going to control you know 59 solenoid valves and uh six pressure relief valves uh this is the one i want to infect or various things like that plus a lot of chips have serial numbers mm-hmm. so if you know that this computer out there you want to attack if you know the serial numbers you can try to have a virus that looks for that oh okay so it gives it a little more just, precision. it'll just roam the network looking for that specific exactly thing. and it won't really uh it will infect other machines as far as spreading itself but mm-hmm. it won't inject its code into those sorts of machines because they don't fit the target right so it's more like a laser guided and a very in- in- intelligent program that's right how could you hold someone responsible for that kind of sabotage yeah, you really can't yeah uh, it's... unless they put a signature sh- or some fingerprint inside the code by the time it's passed around the internet it's so difficult to find out where it came from um, yeah. that unless uh, someone's really going to have to come forward and claim it for you to know. And then even then, how do you validate? Right. So it's basically like a consequence-free way of committing crimes. Well, if you if, if you, you consider it, that. it's like if someone was infected with a disease and they wanted to spread that, you know, seven people down the line, how do you know which person you got the disease from? Mm. True. Because the disease is just like, it doesn't leave a, a, a fingerprint specifically to the person you got it from no but like there have been cases with like someone who and i don't know if this is an urban legend or if it really happened but some guy got hiv and decided well screw it you know if i'm going down and he went out and had unprotected sex and spread it yeah um I mean, he he got in a lot of trouble for it if if that's true i mean i've never actually confirmed that. well i, I think if with forensics you can determine who it is just by taking all of the infected partners and, and finding the common denominator. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously that way. But uh, you don't have that luxury with computers. No. You're talking about it like it's almost like a real disease, almost like it's living. Yes. Well, I think once you give something intelligence like this and you put it in an environment where you don't need certain facilities to remain alive, like a, a digital environment, um, it, it is a life of its own. It's not necessarily... Uh, I would I wouldn't call it an artificial life form. I wouldn't call it a being of any sort. But mm. it is an intelligent bit of code that will continue to exist. It's a system. It is. It's it is a system. It's but a, it's a digital system. system. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I always think of machines as living, um, in a way. Uh, I mean, they they obviously have a dependency on human uh, control for intelligence. Um, but you know, like the, the copy machines I work on, they they breathe in oxygen and they breathe out ozone. I mean, they and they have a pulse, sixty yeah. hertz. Yep, that's true. <laughs> yep. Well, it's they. It has a brain. It has a heart. Right. 
Right, exactly. And, and the same thing with the machines that I work on. They all have, you know, they, they have the backbone, the motherboard, mm-hmm. and then the, the brain is the processor and memory mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then as you branch out from there, you get yeah. to their layers. Yeah, it has, a, it is, uh, you know, it has, uh, instead of uh, veins, you know, it has electrical wiring. So. Right. I mean, why does evolution necessarily have to be biological? Organic. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I, it, yeah. it doesn't. And there's a, there's a really great uh, story. It's a short story called uh, They're Made of Meat about some aliens who come and observe Earth and they just think we're so strange because we're made of meat. And uh, so they leave without even bothering with us. <laughs> you know, but, you know, that's kind of what we think. You know, uh, when we think of life, we think of, you know, plants, mitochondria, fungi, uh, animals, and what, whatever the other one is. Unicellular organisms. Yeah. Right, but I think there should be a, a a discernment between organic life and digital life. Oh, absolutely. I mean, well, I mean, it's the whole can, analog to digital div- You're divide. saying life, though. Like, what do you mean by that word? Yeah, like, you're throwing I, that saying, word around. Well, I'm saying that because you understand the context of something that's alive versus Maybe. something that is dead. Hmm. Inert. So, like, a car? Alive? Well, it seems alive. It's got a it's soul. Running. When it's you when it's so? driving, some cars do. My car doesn't have a soul. It's a Toyota Matrix. It's an awful vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, we're talking about life. You can call and talk about <laughs> talk about your experiences with life. Six zero three four three five eleven zero five. Please call. <laughs> well, speaking of life, every life has a has a community of which it's part of. Oh yeah. And uh, we have a community here that. Uh, that we're all a part of, and we're trying to improve in, in our own way. Mm-hmm. And uh, what very do you think? Very special community. What do you think of that, Ida? Well, um, from my observations, this community is very special because it's been created. Like there is a underlying philosophy that unites it, and the other factors in the community, like age, sex, background, place of origin, they don't necessarily. That, like those things are not necessarily in common. It's just that philosophical idea, and it lets you meet some really interesting people. And I know I definitely have. Yeah. So six zero three four three five eleven zero five. Give us a call. This is Free Talk Live. You thought we forgot again. This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday edition. This is Luther. They're made entirely of meat. This is Ida. (laughs) And this is JJ. (laughs) Ida, what happened? Sex change operation. Oh, that's quick. (laughs) They really sped that up these days. You have no idea. The, uh... The technology. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, computer viruses that do warfare and now sex change. Yeah, what happened to your eyes, though? Four minutes. What? (laughs) You're, You're wearing glasses now. Yeah, side effect. Side, yeah. There was a lot of side effects: hot, uh, headache, nausea. Contact your doctor anyway. This is puke. In case you haven't figured it out, and I'm a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of sex changes, I actually have a story about sex workers. We're not allowed to talk about that anymore, loser. It's different. It's not okay. It's not. You're allowed to talk about it, loser. Well, we got in trouble for yeah, it. Yeah, we once, did. But the uh, infamous episode, naughty show. Yeah. Well, as far as I know. Uh, that affiliate's not broadcasting anymore, so. Yeah. Ah! Well, there you go. Um, so. Solves that problem. 
<laughs> the studio so audience is yeah, getting involved. Our studio audience is trying to get involved in the conversation <laughs> without calling in, but you can call in at 603-435-1105. And talk about anything you want. Well, yeah, anything except that naughty subject. What? Yeah, but we insane will talk. sexual fetishes are a no-go. This is, comes from alternate.org. Uh, former sex worker says, uh, why attacking Craigslist doesn't stop sex trafficking? <laughs> that seems pretty obvious to me. Yeah, well, you know, you go on Craigslist and you'll see them all the time. Like, you you can be looking for a television and electronics and it'll be like, hey, need a, need a hot date for tonight? Just call Reba and she'll come over and give you a massage. Yes. <laughs> what um, store do you shop in? Craigslist. Oh. Anyway. I was thinking Target for some reason. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there was this one time at Target. That's but... the best aisle in Target is the sex worker aisle. <laughs> yeah, better than the Walmart one. Oh. Or the, big, the big Lots sex aisle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> uh, Craigslist self-censorship of its adult services ads uh, will do nothing to end sex trafficking. Though it may, uh, though it might make it a little more challenging to post adult ads on the site. As a former Craigslist, Craigslist sex worker myself, I know that uh, not all commercial sex interactions are sex slavery. In fact, many transactions facilitate, facilitated by the internet involve independent sex workers who have greater control over their working conditions than they would without access to online advertising. Prostitution, and today's inter- internet itineration of uh, the business, is a perennial popular issue for politicians to crack down on because elected officials get the opportunity to sneak to speak up for supposedly voiceless and exploited people. Uh, and then she says 13 of the 17 attorney generals uh, making a fuss right now are up for re-election this year. And that makes total sense to me. I mean, they really only hoop and holler when you know they, they got to get the votes. You know, And it's want. obviously pandering to the you know, Bible Belt demographic, oh, stuff yeah. like that. I care about your children because I'll do this. Right. Yeah. And then they won't. Of course, what what they've done is simply moved all of these ads to the the, the regular personal ad section of Craigslist mm-hmm. instead of having a, a, a dedicated adults only like crazy fetish um category or whatever. Everybody's just going to start posting that stuff elsewhere. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. like duh. This, this Obviously, really it's not going to stop. Yeah, it's not going to do anything. It's just yeah. dumb. Yeah. Well, it, it clogs up those people who want to read personals without seeing. Yeah, it's going to make that more difficult for people who want just legitimate personal ads. They're going to be now inundated with people that want butt sex. Yes. <laughs> with very aptly put, puke. Yeah, they call um, me Shakespeare. <laughs> somewhere. All right, I'll continue. However, people in the sex industry are not voiceless, and we must be consulted when policies that directly affect our safety and well-being are under consideration. There are many different kinds of work experiences in the sex industry, and targeting a single website as a means of combating sex trafficking is not only highly ineffective, but puts people who are not coerced into sex work at risk. There are thousands of both illegally and legally working sex workers, prostitutes, dominatrices, uh, body workers, exotic dancers, webcam performers, and many others who utilize websites like Craigslist to advertise their services in an independent capacity. The Internet has now made it more possible than ever for individual sex workers to take control over their business instead of relying on agencies, pimps, gentlemen's clubs, and brothels, which are frequently the source of sites of, uh, of grievously exploitive labor practices that include but are not limited to trafficking. Individuals who work indoors uh, and advertise online, as I did, are safer than street workers because we frequently rely on online networks to screen clients. Yeah, Craigslist ain't going to slap a bitch. 
<laughs> don't hear that sentence every day. Not well, maybe in choke your either. world. I don't know. They also help to maintain <laughs> bad data. Yeah, choking. That's common. Right <laughs> and here. share information about best uh, practices for health and safety. Removing online spaces for this community building, uh, for this community building, which often starts with advertising, drives independent workers underground and forces them to rely on groups that do not have their best interests at heart. So, you know, this is just another example of government coming in, trying to fix a problem, and making it that much worse. I was uh, I was in Germany uh, with uh, the military briefly. We went to, to Nuremberg, and we went to this red light district called The Wall. And uh, basically the prostitutes would hang out these windows. It was just long corridor. And on one side was this sort of viaduct-looking wall that just covered up any sort of view mm-hmm. to this building. And on the other side of this corridor was basically a massive apartment complex with all these windows. And the women would hang out the window, and they would interact with the customers. But inside, there was—obviously, um, there was you know the, the people running the, the operation, and there was bodyguards at every door. There was— um, yeah, from what I was told, I wasn't actually inside because uh, uh-huh. it doesn't, uh-huh. it doesn't Well, I'll give you the, the story on that. They actually have red buttons over the brothel I was at in Frankfurt where if if there was an emergency, the prostitute could just slap it right, and uh, bodyguards would show up. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, it was actually a pretty, you know, pretty legitimate-like business. There were, there were large, burly men that looked of Middle Eastern descent as bodyguards, and there was like a central control room. And it was essentially a single entrance and exit point. Um, you know, it was controlled access, everything. It was a pretty legitimate yeah, operation. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, I mean, yeah, was, yeah. that's what when it could be. When it's legalized, yeah, you can definitely offer more protection for your sex workers. And uh, like again, like she said, she has so much more uh, control over her her scheduling, probably. You know, over who she sees. You know, if you have a pimp, he's going to be like. Yo, bitch! You go see this this John here, and you bring me my money. Well, also the idea that they could, you know, maybe not every sex worker can afford their own bodyguard, but the right. idea of, of of getting together a community of people or mm-hmm. a group and Who then will watch pooling, out for each other. Yes, and then not only watching out uh, a sex work co op. I like it. That's, there, yeah, there was there was also one girl there I remember in Frankfurt that was doing homework. Huh. In between tricks, she was doing homework, you know, just waiting. And essentially, they had their own little apartments. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't, if it wasn't being conducted there inside that building, then it was going to be conducted somewhere in an alleyway. I mean, that's that's all that's going to happen when it's illegal. It's on the black market, and it's still happening. And it, well, the other thing I'd like to to say is that it. You know, it was it was not you know a high stress situation um, dealing with these. I was actually the only person who spoke German in this group, so I was trying to translate amounts and bit of mine shots. Yeah, various functions that they would perform for. Ich liebe dich, meine Car. But anyway, the, the people were very <laughs> calm and everything was very low key. You know, it was yeah. all cool because it, it was legal. It wasn't like you you should hide or watch out. There's a, a siren. You know, there was a whole lot of heroin use going on, though. Yeah, I remember seeing uh, quite a bit of that. That was on the sidewalks, though. Yeah. All right. Let me let me just finish up real quick. I got one more paragraph. Uh, the Attorney General, uh, our right to combat sex trafficking, coerced labor, and coerced sex are clear evils. However, ending sex trafficking takes careful strategy, and what the federal and state governments are doing to combat trafficking is not working. Big surprise there. The Federal Victims of Trafficking and Violence Protection Act of 2000. Uh, has resulted in just over 400 sex trafficking 
convictions in the last decade, and very few survivors of sex trafficking are receiving aid from the state and federal agencies. Furthermore, sex trafficking is... Anyway, (laughs) Free Talk Live. Yeah, the government's doing bad things to sex workers, and... Except in their offices, of course. That's right. Yeah, the rock music is coming. Everybody Six, run away. 603-435-1105. Yes, an evil worse than sex trapping is, is the rock music. What? Yes. Call in, talk about anything. <laughs> I disagree with that. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. 603-435-1105 is the number. You can call in and talk about anything you want. This is the Sunday edition. That means Ian and Mark are out of the house and the kids have gone wild. Literally. Yeah, this is Luther. Da, 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 da. This is Puke. This is JJ. And we were just talking about sex. Recorded in front of a live studio audience. Yay! <laughs> Coming at you live from Keene. <laughs> oh, that can laughter just isn't what it used to be. No, it isn't. All right, so call in. Uh, I'm glad they, they went away with the canned laughter in most uh, yeah. applications. Yeah, it, it's... It's a horrible, unnecessary, horrible... Yeah. Laugh here, use. folks. Yeah. yeah. Sheep. They should just have, like, they could have just had uh, the, the, the word laugh now, you know, pop up <laughs> on the bottom of the screen for the, the idiots. Yeah, if you've got to be you told know. when to laugh, it's really not funny. No. What? I thought it was. <laughs> laugh now. So, uh, we were... <laughs> I can derail anything. On I'm like to- an just call me Amtrak. <laughs> <laughs> On to more serious topics. We're talking about hookers. <laughs> yeah, serious. I was a hooker for six and a half years in the army. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that's true. Actually, that's the nickname for Chinook mechanics, hookers. A hooker because we have three large cargo hooks on the bottom of the aircraft. <laughs> hookers <laughs> like to take it in the rear with uh, straps and chains. That was our slogan. Wow. That's very uh, revealing. Thank you. Yeah, that's the most that's the most interesting thing I got after after three deployments and six years in the army. All right, you too, kids can join up, join the Air Force. They have a cool uh, A ten warthog themed. Yeah, the Air Force gets a lot of monster money. truck. Yep, so, they do. They get all the damn money, bastards. Do they? And all the yeah. the high tech. Aerospace drop. Yeah, the, the Air Force has the highest budget and the least amount of people of the uh, five branches of the military. The army has the most people and the least amount of budget. Yeah, well, the army's pretty much crazy. just bullet sponges, right? Yeah, you could say that. The marines go in and kill everybody, and then the army stands around and absorbs whatever's left and occupies and right. just sucks. Right. <laughs> and then the navy will uh, taxi everybody around. Yeah, they they do the whole ocean thing. Yeah. That's weird. I don't know anything about that. Wait until Dale, Dale is here some night. What do they think they are, manatees? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're just large aquatic animals Doing that float their about. Doing ocean thing? Being all gay and semen. <laughs> there he goes with semen again. Singing shanties and what have you. Yeah. Oh, the life of a pirate is it? No, that's... No. <laughs> How did he get all <laughs> Scottish and Irish? It was supposed to be a pirate. Last weekend was Speak Like a Pirate Day. Did you know Grr, that? I did. Arr. Arg. I should say. But you suppose there were, ever, were there ever, ever any well-educated pirates? I'm sure there were. Didn't speak with all you know, A lot the, of the them Args were and... naval officers who just saw it to be more lucrative to go that would steal be, shit. That would be the ironic thing, to find out that actual pirates were just had a British accent. They were like, more tea, governor, and I'll slit your throat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that kind of doesn't make them very menacing. Yeah. No, and I know, a, but that I would know be that the irony. I know that it's a myth that they had big... Like 20, parrots? Twi- 20, well, yeah, oh. parrots. 
Well, actually, they would take pretty much anything, any kind of luxury items they could get, and yeah, sure, exotic animals would have been among that, you know. Um, but yeah. they, it was, a, it's a myth that they had big, large uh, galleons. You know, they really had small, fast ships that they could just come up oh, alongside yeah. and maneuver quickly and then get away quickly. Ah, that would make sense. Yeah, so just hit and run tactics, basically. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yep, seek and destroy. Also, not as romantic though and entertaining. Yeah. No. So. no, reality sucks. <laughs> <laughs> What were you going to talk about? We were supposed to ask you that. Well, we were Wait, talking what? about we were talking about <laughs> sex and sex working. Oh yeah, specifically, um, and how uh, the government uh, interferes. They meddle. They do with everything. Yeah. Uh, last I noticed. Yeah. They meddle, meddle some little bureaucrats. They don't meddle with honey, apparently. What I yeah. thought they did didn't the FDA. Do, uh, isn't there categorization of honey something like it can be so much sugar but not real honey? Is it like I I I think because Brian the studio Travis, audience says yes. Well, Brian so. Travis was ta- telling me about it, and he makes honey, and he said that he searched like the FDA's uh, what have you, and like found nothing about honey. But there's something like a hundred pages on what brownies can be. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, see, that's the thing, like. The FDA says that this can be honey, but it's mostly sugar, the same way that the FDA says this is ground beef when it's mostly, like, tongues and assholes instead of meat, you know. But people assume, yeah, well, they assume it's just going to be musculature when, in actuality, it's all this other crap that's thrown in, but the FDA says you can still advertise it as X. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably what the, either that or it's an urban myth. Fuck, I don't know. Well, I think the problem is relying on the FDA to define what your food is. Yeah, that's the biggest problem. You have a bureaucracy that's saying, uh, basically doing the research for everybody and saying, this is what it is, instead of people relying on their own, you know, buyer beware, yeah. research for yourself, find out what it actually is. Don't yeah. take don't take the government's word for it, because they're more than likely lying. Or serving some, you know, special interest. Oh, yeah. A the heaping farmer plate of yeah. tongues and assholes. Delicious. <laughs> Steamy. <laughs> All right. Well, unless the salt. Don't forget yeah. the salt. 603-435-1105. Call in and interrupt us at any point. You're going to kill off all that German stuff that comes Bleach does that really well. Yeah. Well, that's why recently somebody had a video where they, they like videotaped a McDonald's hamburger for a week and essentially it didn't rot. And that's because it's like 100% salt. Yeah, it's you know, mostly co- preservatives. Right? Yeah, it's like that's what salt is, is a preservative. Yes. And fast food is With mostly salt. With a little bit salt. of perfume to make it smell fat. like meat. Yeah, probably. Or coloring. Yeah. We'll put well, these grill marks they don't on put with no, the brush. Yeah, the meat at McDonald's <laughs> is gray. There's not a lot of coloring going on there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I avoid McDonald's meat. Yeah, I'm more yeah. of a Burger King guy myself. Ronald McDonald got me as a child. His meat was delicious. Mm, maybe you just like clowns. I get a, <laughs> I get a craving for fast food every now and then, and then I just, you know, like a pregnant woman, I just have yeah. To I've have tried it. to stop, re- you know, within the past couple of years, being around uh, a lot of people up here in New Hampshire. It's interesting. A lot of people when they move to New Hampshire, and my theory is it's because they they now have hope for the future. Mm-hmm. They they actually lose weight and stop smoking and start eating healthier. And you know, it also helps to be around other people that also have the similar interests of being healthier and stuff. And really. That's that's what I think. Yeah, I've actually started smoking and gaining weight since I moved here. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Well, you're an idiot. Stop that. <laughs> well, you're on the other side of the culture. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, maybe maybe some people go the other way, but I I just seem to have noticed and the my more own fights, experience. The well, okay. I did start smoking things that I didn't before I moved here, but it is not necessarily unhealthy. Well, 
crack is it might not have calories, but that doesn't make it healthy. Whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of people uh, also. Well, there's also the party thing. Like we had a recent uh, forum thread at uh, freekeen dot com about how a lot of people think that partying is pretty much activism. Activism, right? Woo! And I know that that I'm sure Ian and Mark have talked at length about it. They have, um, but that kind of well, not here. Friday, right? But they're kind of that's kind of counter to what what Puke was just saying with the whole being healthy. I think you have both camps. Certain individuals may f- may come here and then feel a lot more freer as far as what they can do socially. Whereas back home, they might have only had a few friends. Well, I should maybe I should add the caveat that like my just using myself as the example, it took me a, a, almost three years before I started becoming more healthy. You know, that like the first couple of years I moved here, I, I did gain a lot of weight and I was smoking because I just come out of the army and, and stuff like that and I wasn't exercising. So perhaps people, when they first move here, do not necessarily, uh, you know, have a healthier lifestyle, but maybe after a little while, uh, I don't know. I, I, I do it's not like I've done a study. I'm just jabbering in front of a microphone that looks I like a cock. <laughs> <laughs> not that I go out all the time, but I do find myself exercising more a little bit, like yeah. I go hiking. And well, then again, I, I lived in Florida before, and you never want to go outside. When no, you no, you'll die of except heat stroke. For, except for the three weeks when we have uh, <laughs> during fall when it's well, slightly it's less not, humid. It's I I call it the season of cool because the weather just kind of gets cooler. You know, it gets down to like sixty. Yeah. You know, which is, people in Florida freak out. They start going for their winter coats and shit and bundling up, and they're like, (laughs) oh my God. Well, also, I think. Gonna uh, die of exposure. Yeah. New England is also uh, just a healthier area as a country as far as the people's choices they make. Like, uh, as an example, I. In Wisconsin, on break, you'd see people pull out donuts (laughs) and danishes and. And meat. They would just heat up meat and eat meat. I literally... You're like, like barbarians sausage. out there. It's like, like break sausage. time, the dude whips out his cheese and his meat. That's right. Exactly. And then here I come... Gotta grab show myself on the floor, then like a crowd goes and scatters for it and they, they wrestle for it. Well, it depends on... Like animals. No, you have to consider the people that are doing this are also usually larger. They're not going to yeah. s- jump on the floor anytime soon and, and try to grasp for a piece is it, of meat. Isn't Wisconsin like the fattest state? Well, it, or is it, it West Virginia? It's, it's, all that it's cheese, there. don't you know? A beer. Well, the Bruce Oh, City. and the beer, yeah. Yeah, there. Make you your girlfriend's boobs bigger. Well, that's all the growth <laughs> hormones in the cows, because people drink a lot of milk <laughs> and cheese. No, well, but, beer will do that, too. I saw it on Mansers, so it must be true. Wow. Okay, it must be. The <laughs> internet must be. True. 603-435-1105. You can call in and make fun of anybody from Wisconsin, because yes. they need to be made fun of. Yes, we do. <laughs> Free Talk Live. Uh, more coming up. This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday edition, 603-435-1105. You can call in and talk about anything you want. This is Luther. Puke. And JJ. <laughs> Puke, what happened? Well, I... Again, with the change. I know. I went and got myself a voice makeover. Wow, and you look different, too. A lot healthier. Yeah, your eyes are better. Why, oh, thank you. I wore these for you. I guess it's really working out for you, all this uh, this living in New England and being healthy. 
Indeed. Three years later, I'm a totally different man. Wow. Though you were a woman earlier in the show. And you can too if you just take <laughs> these pills. All you have to do is join the Free State Project. Wow. And move. <laughs> and give me your money. But anyway. <laughs> wait a minute here. Let's back up once. <laughs> but anyway. Um, wait, wait. There was a moving? We have to move? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because uh, I already you, gave him my you money. Can, yeah, you can skip that and just give me your money. Go right ahead. Uh, you know what? I'll set up a PayPal account, and anybody can just donate to uh, Luther. You know, because uh, well, I don't like being poor. What What happened to your uh, your grand schemes to finance your your empire? Well, you know, I, I, I see that as an investment. I want you know just money I can spend. You oh, know? okay, walking around money. Yeah, you know, pocket change. Right. So, uh, did you want to continue on talking about? No, no. Actually, okay. our guest here. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, well, you want to introduce yourself, really? Uh, yeah, Dennis. Yeah, okay. okay Dennis is go. a new mover. Um, Hi. How long have you been in the state, Dennis? I've actually been here for three weeks now. Uh, got a job in a couple days and got a place to live tonight as soon as I get there. Awesome. Yeah. So another success story. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you had to apply a lot of effort, didn't you? Oh, yeah. No, it's it's um, you don't go anywhere homeless and without a job and not expect to be working to get it but uh besides that the you gotta work hard at being homeless exactly but to meet people to find the connections it has been fantastic i have loved it yeah what what do you like for luther yeah he's kind of got uh well yeah it's the shifty eyes really not (laughs) well you know i have an opening for a henchman uh Uh, you you don't want to get in bed with him but i can do it totally number 24 that's right there we go so what do you what do you like the most about uh being here so far besides well besides the community yeah uh well new hampshire is a little bit different than where i'm originally from the midwest actually i think we were talking about uh fat people beforehand and yeah Yeah. it's it's a lot skinnier out here uh i would say sizest yeah indeed (laughs) indeed uh well if you want to find a we can't all have perfect bone structures and our hair looks better up moose than uh under some silly hat. Quit looking at my jawline, sexy. <laughs> wow. Anyway. <laughs> here. Uh, I'm blushing. <laughs> um. <laughs> is. Wow. That's a shade of red I haven't seen in quite some time. Mm. Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did you have uh, anything else you wanted to talk about? Well, yeah, today? I just wanted to, we, we had mentioned before uh, that Wisconsin, you know, I had pointed out the Wisconsin lunch break was eat some sausage, some cheese. Oh, it's got a name. Sausage. No, the, the Wisconsin sausage. lunch break. Well, not not the lunch break, but you know the break before lunch? That's when you eat your sausage. And then later on you eat <laughs> sausage with something else. I think it's called brunch. Yeah. But anyway, here in New Hampshire, I come. And you're forgetting and, the crackers. And for, for their breaks, the people are pulling up fruit. They're yeah, pulling weird. out waters. They're they're literally it was a sea change between um working in the uh the manufacturing industry there and here with just the employees just care about their 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 person more or they just are less likely to Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying to me that you guys get a break? Oh yeah. What the hell? Actually, I didn't. I was in Wisconsin. I, I don't get a, a break. Well, you see, I I have well, to tough it out until lunch. I have to avoid the fat people eating me. That's what happens when you work in a skilled trade. You know? <laughs> you, you, you're too bony. <laughs> when you're a highly skilled craftsman, they, they give you breaks. 
So wow! So even just these couple of weeks here in New Hampshire, and you've really slimmed out. Actually, that was more the last job. But yes, the being homeless is also of has course, the yes. benefit of uh, it'll do that to you. More man's weight. diet. Yeah. When I first moved to here to Keene, I had like no money, and uh, I I ate as little as possible. I cut myself down to two meals a day, brunch and dinner, and uh, you know ate cheap. <laughs> oh, nuts, berries, and beef jerky. Yeah, a lot That's of rice. It. <laughs> it's been fantastic, and it's, I can't say I was uh, cheap as an option. I mean. It's still pretty warm here, despite what people think of being in the north. Uh, well, yeah, I guess it's 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 cold. No, it's warm. No, look, look. Okay, I just came from Wisconsin. I'm biased, but yeah, it's just it's gonna be just uh, like uh, Wisconsin. It, it, it depends on what time of year it is and how you are. Like, I I don't mind the cold. So, if I can wear a t-shirt, I'm good. I hate the cold. I hate the heat. Mm. Fight. That's why. I- <laughs> <laughs> oh. You're on, JJ. Yeah. I'll meet you at the playground after school tomorrow. You'll have to deal with my troop of meddling kids, and they're snooping dogs. <laughs> well, he's got a hook Hiding shot. behind you your lackeys, huh? Yeah, that's right. That's all right. I'll help bring out my ninja assassin. Well, that won't You might know him as Angry Josh. Oh. So now we're getting into inside jokes. But JJ and I will go I back I will support both like sides with my hooker pirates. Oh, wow. Ooh. There you go. Bow. Equal opportunity. And bringing back the hookers and the pirates. That's a capitalist right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that's, that's the answer to world peace right there is hooker pirates. I mean. <laughs> wow. I always thought so. Hey, you guys. <laughs> why are you fighting? We have hooker pirates and rum. Wow. Seriously. Do you have any whiskey? We have everything. <laughs> We're hooker pirates. <laughs> <laughs> and now you get to find it. That's yeah. always the best part with a hooker pirate. <laughs> Finding the rum. So do you have any uh, do you have any sort of activism plans, Dennis, for for why you came here? Is anything sort of spark your interest? Oh, actually, uh, that's a good question. Because um, the whole social setting is very important. I think it's great to get people together and uh, get them really pumped. Because the biggest issue I ran into is when you're out and alone, Support. you are an easy target. Indeed. You are outside of the herd. Um, but now that I'm here, I want I, I do want to mix it up. I don't want not quite sure if I want to go political or uh, more civil disobedience or agorist yet, but... Well, I think, honestly, why not try both and, and I, that's experience... That's what I'm going to do. You know, experience the, the full scope and, and make your decision afterwards. And then, sadly, I'm also going to be on the seacoast, which is a part from most of where all the action is at, so i got to make some friction action where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah, nothing you, wrong with that. I mean, if you're not seeing it where you are... You know, make bring, it yeah yes be the and there's, there's some people there they're just quieter oh yeah and there's nothing wrong with that i've already found them <laughs> i got go. i got them out of their hidey hole like briefly yeah. and then they ran back oh and they put bear traps out mostly wow. families out there right they really like you actually uh, a lot of young professionals uh oh, okay uh people in the same boat as i am uh they out of college looking for decent jobs mm-hmm. that's there's a lot of jobs out there it's a fantastic place to land Portsmouth, the town, yeah. is beautiful. Yeah, I thought about there at first, too. I was living in Portland, uh, Maine at the time, so it's oh, just... They have a fantastic rock scene, but continue. They do, they do, and I miss it, because Kane has nothing yeah. in the line yeah. of music. They it's... have Screamo, and that's it. That's not wow. even remotely cool. No, no. Yeah, so if you like Screamo, call in 603-435-1105, and we'll make fun of you. Yes, I will. Wait a minute now. I sing Screamo, so yes, I will he not sing metal, though. Yeah, yeah well, you, you I blend screamo metal. and singing, so. Okay, I will, I will call in and you. we'll all make fun of JJ. That's fine. <laughs> call in. I could take it. It's on like Donkey Kong. Yep. Yeah. Really? Screamo? Well, it, it adds a lot of energy to the yeah. show. You don't do it the whole time. You just accent. 
accent you're really? wrong. Really? What, what do you need to whine accent. about, though? I mean... You wouldn't understand, Luther. It's beyond your capacity. You're you're a complex and sensitive individual. Not well. I was more, I was more talking about how you're not a complex and sensitive individual. I'm complex. Oh, and I'm sensitive. sensitive. You have a complex. I right. just don't express it. That would mean you're not sensitive. No, no, yeah. no. Maybe I'm sensitive. I just keep that all inside. You you look at this stern, stony exterior. He's shattering on the inside. I'm a, I'm he a glass ball of emotions. Wow. Someone have a tissue. <laughs> tissue. Here we go. Uh, I'm all set. Thank you. Uh, but so topics. Yeah. Do you want to get back to some uh, show prep? We've pretty much just been. Oh, we've really sure. been carrying this. I've enjoyed it. Actually. Well, yeah. actually, there's. Another... It's a Sunday show. It doesn't matter. But see, it's, the thing is, my show prep is very serious. Yeah. Well, mine. I can make it. Mine's not... fairly serious. You can't really make this not serious. I. I disagree. go to crack.com right now, JJ, and no. find something funny to talk about. No. Okay, I got pirate facts. What do you want? Oh, here we go. After the break, Pirate Facts. <laughs> Woo! Unless someone calls in with something better. What's better than that? I have none. Most things. Okay. <laughs> 603. No, Pirates. Yeah, Pirates Ninja's are better. Rule. Are we bringing this up? 603-435-1105. Call in and let us know who you think would win in a fight, cavemen or astronauts. Wow. More coming up. Nice. This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday edition, 603-435-1105. You can call in, talk about anything you want. This is Luther. This is Dennis. And this is JJ. Right. And guess what, guys? What's that, Luther? Well, you have to guess. Um, uh, You're gay. You finally found I yourself you. I'm guessing. in those I glass you. shards that are inside your body. We have a caller, guys, okay? Wait, what? Yes. So... Let's go to Ray. Uh, Ray, you there? Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, you know, you earlier were talking about food, and uh, I can tell you that I noticed that people made a big change to start growing their own food and being more independent about the time we started going in this uh, semi-slump or whatever we're in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the one thing I noticed years ago, and since you guys are up there in New Hampshire and you're kind of doing your thing up there. I noticed the house that you're in looks like a pretty good size house or whatever. Yeah. But here's a little business idea. I, I've sold equipment for years and stuff, and I, I've got some pretty good business ideas, but here's a business idea for some of you folks moving up there to New Hampshire who want to get a better grade of food. You ever see them guys who grow pot when them thousand-watt halides? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, not... not one time uh, seen yes. one of those places, I went in there, and the guy had one of those set up. He was selling those halide lights. And he had a tomato plant there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was absolutely blown away by the amount of tomatoes on that plant. Oh, yeah. It was just like you had to. I used to. I grew up in southern New Jersey, and we used to grow tomatoes there, and you could grow them just full of tomatoes. And this thing had every bit of that many tomatoes. In a house like you guys have there, a person can set up a room 10 by 10, you know, and grow for, you know, to share with each other there. Oh, yeah. And to sell and make a profit. I'm a businessman, so I'm profit when I can. But growing tomatoes, basil, all of that stuff under 1,000-watt halide, and when you grow it in a house like you're using right there, you're already using 1,000 watts of electricity to heat that baby, especially, uh, you know, I would never consider moving where you guys are because it's too cold. Yes. Too cold. It's really not that bad. No, no. 
It's D. Uh, you're right. It's too cold. cold. I'm from Florida, and it's really not that bad. Y'all are wimps. Originally no. from yeah, Indiana. Well, <laughs> I live in the middle of Washington by the coast, so it's nice and just mild and a little uh, wet. Yeah, it is nice but out there. That, that system of growing food would give you an organic-based food, and you could grow it consistently over and over. And for you people who you know, are going to rent a place anyways, you're going to heat it anyways. Mm-hmm. You're going to use oh, yeah. 1,000 watts of electricity. If you use it in the halide, you get the benefits of the heat and the food. You can actually uh, well, at the same time. Well, the thing is, like here, we don't heat our houses with electricity usually. Um, I had electric baseboard, and it was wicked expensive. Um, gas is a lot oh, more efficient. Yeah, There's natural um, gas, yeah. W- wood I stoves. Bet it is. But here's the thing is, gentlemen, when I was a young guy, they used to sell tomatoes 10 pounds for a dollar. Now they sell for $2.50 a pound. Okay? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the electricity costs. You would put up something like this, and in a month's time of, of, of growing, and something like basil or other stuff, you could sell to restaurants. You're talking probably a couple thousand dollars mm-hmm. for a $40 electric bill. Yeah, it'd huh? probably be a little more than that up here. I, I actually have a story about this. Oh, yeah. I do. Uh, yeah, okay. Anyways, I'm just saying what? that this is a. You're going to heat a house anyways. Yeah, okay, yeah. Even you if might you as well. Oil, you're going to use half of that amount. Just, you're going to waste just to be in an area that's warm around you. Right. Might as well and, harness. You, know, you guys are looking for harness the energy you're already using. I'm sure if you're going to get a whole bunch moving up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Anyway, it's just a thought, fellas. Sure. No, no. Thanks, a, uh, thanks for calling in. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Oh, no, it's uh, actually, it's a very great idea. However, um, cost-wise, <laughs> since most of the places I've been to, the Midwest, uh, now here in New England, they're, yeah, they're, they're heated by gas, uh, different different things. Usually they stay away from electricity. It tends mm-hmm. to be too expensive. But the what ends up happening, I've known people who they've started out like that. They make They get the big lights set up. They grow. I've seen chili peppers, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But the amount of cost and production for especially small-scale operations and the fact that as soon as you start doing that, they're very quick to get uh, busted. They don't get in trouble, but you know, a SWAT yeah, team yeah. comes in. Yeah, and they see the... They're like, oh, wow, you get, you send off a solar flare of heat. Yeah. That's interesting. Let's uh, just uh, yeah, jump so they, in your house. Yeah, they'll come in, you know... Oh no! They, this and, is what happened to them. So, oh, this actually happened. Yeah, well, no, this, I, I, I don't this doubt is a case, it. I mean, because this is a you know, case story. Hy- hy- hydroponic <laughs> growers generally, you know, will will get a lot of targeted attention. like this. Yeah. Well, it, okay, it was a co-op in a bigger city, and basically, they knew that that might happen, and that's what they were gunning for. They get it going. They get it growing. They get so-called busted, but now that the cops know about them, and they're they weren't actually making enough money to make buy, mm-hmm. but now the cops know about them. So now they grow other stuff to make buy. Hmm. Kind of like, uh, oh, yeah, we have nothing here. Yeah. Go away. Right. Don't look at us again. Wink, wonk. Yeah. Yeah, good idea. But uh, no, it, it's, it, it, right now, it's the cost, it's not quite cost effective, but they're, they're getting better. Those the technologies are getting much better. I was going to say LEDs are starting to be used. Yeah, LEDs, certainly more efficient. Um, uh, v- vastly so. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's not it. the same heat output either. Nope. No, no, definitely not. Um, though, you know, the sun is still free. Right, but we're, we're still talking indoors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and, and up here, you, you obviously can't grow Well, space it. is at such a premium here. Most bedrooms would be used to rent out to some new mover yeah, here. You, it's or, difficult. Or something to generate revenue. Right. But no, it's, it's still a fantastic idea, and it's, it's a good business. If you can, that's the whole point of business. If you can figure out a way to make it work, that's, you're the innovator. You've made it happen. Indeed. Yeah. And then you've also got the market. Yeah, definitely. Especially here. I mean, people love buying uh, locally and they love buying organic. So 
Yeah, that's really big around here. Yeah. I can, that's well, you can guilt them into buying your tomatoes. That's actually a, a some, something uh, on a related topic. Anyway, is uh, bills like the HR twenty seven forty nine Food Safety Enhancement Act of two thousand nine? Um, but you can't say that ten times fast. I'm yeah. not going to try. Please. And uh, big big companies like Monsanto, of course, have a, an interest in controlling who grows food because they grow food, right? They, they wanna, sell food. Yeah, yeah. they want to monopolize well, the market. Well, safety acts like, like this one that did not pass the House, but they've been trying to get something to this effect through, will make, require that uh, people with their gardens get a license yeah. to have that garden mm-hmm. as a way to eliminate the home growth market yeah. Yeah. And, and, and sort of force the consumer to go through these large corporate entities to get their product. Yeah, it's just another example of uh, you know people using government uh, to c- control their area of the market, you know, their particular... Right, uh, so to remove capitalism, to remove yeah. the free market and Yeah, create, to remove competition. Right, and to create a, uh, an artificial market. Yeah. Regulate, legislate, and judicial. And then masturbate. Yeah, lots of that. Yeah. Well, we all do that. Well, we no, I'm thinking... We can't you know, fault legislators. I mean, I'm doing it right now. What? Well, man, we don't need Dude, to know about that. seriously. Don't look at the away. table. Put that away. Put the, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um... But yeah, back on on topic. Uh, <laughs> lost my train of thought. I mean, like you think about it with beer. Amtrak over there. Yeah, I know. Uh, you think about it with beer. Uh, the the larger companies, you know, have no problem. You try to start up a microbrewery. I mean, you can homebrew, but there's you're limited to how much you can produce and what you can do with it, who you can sell it to. Right. And, and uh, every state's laws are completely different. From yeah, the state and then next. you get you get up into microbrewing, and then it's a whole other set of rules. And then you got anything above that, like uh, Budweiser, Crapweiser, and uh, uh, they own the Miller. market. Yeah, I mean, which is terrible because that's awful, an awful excuse for beer. Yes. So this is Luther, and a public service announcement to you all, saying, "Do not buy Budweiser products. Drink good just, beer. Yeah, it's just bad beer." 603-435-1105 is the phone number. Uh, we'll be taking your calls coming up. This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday edition. And we're having a rave. That's right. Apparently. <laughs> a very straight edge rave. 603-435-1105 is the number. You can call in and talk about anything you want. This is Luther. This is JJ. And this is Dennis. And we have a call on the line, guys. Awesome. Uh, let's go to Mike in Madison, Wisconsin. You there? <laughs> Hello. Hey, what do you want to talk about tonight? Actually, it's Madison, Connecticut. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. Uh, we were we were talking, about, talking Wisconsin, about Wisconsin. Yeah. So, um, so oh, yeah. uh, alcohol. What about it? Yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, I know. Recently, um, there were uh, uh, there's a little thing recently about how the big beer distributors were trying to uh, they want to ban pot because I guess they uh, I guess they uh, don't want the competition. That was out in California. Is it out in? That's, hmm. Yes. I think it was. Yeah, out in California, and it's just kind of ridiculous, you know. I work, you know, I work at a wine shop in in Connecticut, and just uh, I think it's 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 just kind of stupid, you know. It, it, I think it's just more about just having uh, having them try to uh, corner the market, so to speak. Yeah. But, well, um, well, alcohol and marijuana are completely different. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
Well, you have to also keep in mind that it, it with the uh, the current uh, election process in California, Prop 19 is is on the ballot, which will um, pretty much legalize marijuana or pot, and oh, yeah. so the the alcohol you know distributors and and producers have an interest in limiting what drugs the people have access to, so they. Yeah, money. but the illegality of uh, marijuana, the prohibition of it, does not stop people from using it. I no, mean, of course not. But and a lot of those people drink still anyway. Yeah, but what you're more looking at is the venues. Like, say, well, it, you can't s- distribute or sell pot at a concert or bars. or It's not possible yet. And they want to stop that. They don't want that to ever arise because yeah. if they well, if it does, you'll instantly have it. I mean, that's a big market They, they could always jump on the bandwagon and become a... A party distributor. Hey, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be the productive way, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So I did have a I did have a second question. Okay, go what, ahead. Um, are you making any uh, progress against your uh, uh, state socialist liquor stores up there? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, we are not. Um, yeah, I mean, we there there have been uh, uh, protests. Uh, they called like the redress of grievances where people will go out and speak out against the prohibition of marijuana and point out the uh, idiocracy that the government has a monopoly on the sale of liquor here in the state. Um, but, you know, it's just been there's been one pro- or two protests. Uh, there was one actually on Friday, uh, just this past Friday. Um, but that's that's a big hurdle to get over. I mean, they they they're in pretty deep and it's cheap liquor. So people are not right. really willing to. Well, and the yeah. thing is, is if it's I, che- oh, go ahead. go ahead, Mike. Oh, yeah. Then we have a few customers who um, sometimes, uh, you know, they travel around New England and they say it's and they say it's a lot cheaper up there. Here in Connecticut, we have a ton of taxes to pay. Yeah. At the wholesale level, that uh, that the customers don't see. You got to bear with me. I'm finding a cold here, but <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Um, well, I think with the, a lot of what people pay is tax on the mm-hmm. shelf. It's not just the sales tax that no. people think. You know, it's, yeah, it's it, wholesalers have to pay. They have to pay uh, distribution. You know, yep. there, yeah, oh, there's certainly a lot of hidden taxes in in liquor, like any other state you go to, like Florida, where I come from, definitely. Um, Sin yeah, tax. Just, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, we have to abide by over a hundred pages of uh, of I would say dictates. I don't call them regulations. Yeah, they're, no, that's exactly they're what they orders. Are. It, and it, half exactly. of them are subject to their interpretation, you know. And late in the past year, the liquor, the liquor commission down here is enforcing every single little stupid little rule uh, to try to make money. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's not pretty. Yeah, they'll squeeze out whatever they can from it. Yeah. And then, what are the chances of uh, opening uh, opening up a store up there and competing with the state? Uh, you would get shut down almost immediately, unless yes. you did it underground. Probably. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We, an agorist, oh, yeah. Uh, and there, there is agorist moonshine here in the state. It's, yeah, it's, it's not necessarily made for the connoisseur, <laughs> as well as much as the person who simply doesn't want to support the uh, the state monopoly and still have their hard alcohol. Well, but I, isn't I that kind of sad though? You, I mean, we've gotten to the point we are back to the '30s, not because it's a prohibition, but just because it's so onerous. The rules and the laws. And the regulations, or as you said, diktats, that we have distilleries and the moonshiners in the hills again. Yep. Yeah. And they're nice folks. Anything <laughs> else on your mind tonight, Mike? Oh, that was about it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for calling yeah. in. Call. Thank you very much. Yep. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, 
it, it has kind of gotten to that point and with other things as well but uh, I, I just love it when he's like it usually people don't think about it and they get pointed out they're like wait a second really have we gone that far yeah yeah we have sorry folks especially and like when i lived in florida liquor stores uh they had drive-in liquor stores they had all kinds of liquor oh, stores, yeah, you know those. yeah it was great you could go in and get uh a mixer sixer of your favorite beers you know just take an empty six-pack case and pick six beers you like you know that's it a was, good drive-in yeah it, well it, this one particular one wasn't a drive-in but there were there oh. were liquor stores everywhere were and they were all different and yeah they were all private you know and here uh, people who could be making money on this are not allowed access to the marketplace because of the the dictates. Like right. This. Well, the state doesn't see things the same way a corporation would. No. The state just sees well, we're getting a big cut of money here because we can write up the yeah. The markup. It, it funds so much of their their annual budget. Right. Yeah. You know they don't have that incentive to expand or to create more convenience for the customers because of their monopoly. Nope. Well, and the other thing is, is with the liquor stores here, the reason why it's so much cheaper. I mean, I was amazed coming from uh, Wisconsin most recently, just the difference in price in liquors. And it's exactly what he was saying. It's because the private owners are getting taxed and regulated and they have to put up the price just to make a living. Whilst the state liquor stores here, they they don't have to abide by their own rules. Why would they have to pay themselves? Mm-hmm. They just want to taste. Mm. <laughs> A little taste. Yeah, little... play by our rules, give me a taste, and you can get along. Yeah, they are certainly corrupt. Well, it'd be nice, though, if, if they if they wanted to sell those off and you make it private, that they didn't have to abide by the rules. They could still sell it at the prices that the state was currently selling them at. I, I think, personally, that uh, there's no way we can, you know, or anyone can really combat the state liquor store, you know, directly. I, no. think, I think the counter economy is the way to go. Yeah, I absolutely creating, agree. You know, some sort of underground agorist uh, liquor. Yeah, but they need to be distracted because if, if they're on to the underground agorist, it, they will be after that like no other. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, 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 a, and a good way to get around that is to decentralize, you know, and have many outlets, uh, many distilleries all over the place. You know, Descent on sort many of, fronts. Sort of like the uh, Operation Overgrow, which is to try to get people to just throw seeds, their unwanted marijuana seeds, all over the place, you know, to the point where the the government just can't stop it. Oh, that's just sheer fun, though. Oh, it is. Um, <laughs> uh, sort of like that, but, you know, just have so many distilleries out there that they can't combat them all, and as soon as one goes down, two more pop up. Right. Well, there's, know, there's... Which obviously takes a lot of money, it takes a lot of effort, and, yeah, yes. and it takes people willing to risk it. The market's there, though. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, speaking of uh, corrupt bastards, I have a story from Los Angeles. Oh, I'm sure all of their parents were in wedlock. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so, this comes from uh, just outside of uh, Los Angeles. The town is uh, Bell. And, and uh, this is from, what's the website? Reuters.com. Reuters? Reuters? Is it Reuters? Yeah. Well, excuse yeah. me. You, well, you say, just got Trump. I was. You say potato. I say tater. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, fine. you are from Florida. <laughs> tater works. Uh, I got some taters. <laughs> the mayor, former city manager, and most of the city council in a Los Angeles suburb are were arrested on Tuesday. This was actually a while ago, and charged with misappropriating five point five million in public funds in what prosecutors said amounted to uh, treating the city's coffers like their own piggy bank. So sounds like any other government official. That's a little teaser, and uh, yeah, you know they're they're always stealing from yeah. us. I mean, what? Just because you know they weren't allowed to steal this time? I mean, it's ridiculous. Right. So more of this coming up. 
603-435-1105, and we'll be taking your calls. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday edition, 603-435-1105 is the number. You can call in and talk about anything you want. This is Luther, Dennis, and JJ. And that was a mighty fine music bed, actually. I was enjoying that. Yeah, so was I. You were just on uh, an article? Uh, Yeah, we can get to that. But it wasn't about music. we, We still got like, what, an hour? Jeez. Time, you time. say that like it's a bad thing. We got a lot of content to cram in. I, yes, I, I'm kind I, of. I think, I'm kind of. I, I go to bed early, and this show keeps me up. Like it's past my bedtime now. Not that I, I'm complaining. I oh, mean, clearly. I love doing the show. You are complaining. Yeah, you are. Okay. Well, I'm complaining. Stop <laughs> your bitching. Okay, fine. You might want to. Hey, I got some tape. We could put your balls back on. Yeah. Uh, are you enjoying being on the show, wow. my friend? I love it. Okay, yeah. You might want to be nice to me. Wow. And my balls. I kiss them before I tape them on for you. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Los Angeles, uh, and apparently some city officials were extorting money to the sum of $5.5 million. And they weren't extorting money in the way that they usually do, where they just, you know, tax you and say it's it's for the greater good. They were actually taking it out of uh, the, the city's... Out of that, they were taking it for their own personal use. And not, right. Not oh, so they're just straight grabbing it. Oh, yeah. So free for all. Eight current and former Bell officials were arrested, including former city manager Robert Rizzo, 56, who near, uh, whose nearly $800,000 salary ignited a furor over public pay and pensions across California. Does that surprise you? No. <laughs> He's got a great name, though, Rizzo. Uh, yeah, I, I like how they set their... their what they get paid. Right, of you course. Know, like, Congress gets to elect, you know, what they're worth. I mm-hmm. mean, opposed to the market deciding. Yeah. So, yeah. the salary revelations by a newspaper in July sparked investigations up and down the state and have made government accountability, uh, government accountability into the, an issue in the governor's race for financially foundering, uh, foundering California. The charged city council members were were being paid nearly $100,000 a year for their part-time jobs overseeing the affairs of the blue-collar city with a population of roughly 40000 So $100,000 was their pay. I don't make that much, and I actually work, and I work full-time. Like, I do a real service, and they these guys are just thieves who, you know, manage their racket That's for right. their particular jurisdiction. And their city wasn't much larger than Keene. No. I actually think the sad thing is that the people are getting distressed and angry about this, and the real reason why is because they didn't bother to put a good spin on it. I mean, this <laughs> happens all the time for the children or for school. Right, it, right. There's always a reason. This time they're like, "Yeah, we're not going to even bother yes. with the reason." Some government Surprise! employee, some people government employee taking advantage of the system. You know, taking uh, perks and French benefits. French benefits, excuse me. Well, <laughs> I, I was mind? thinking of that commercial. Or anyway. as we were t- saying earlier. Uh, Inhibiting uh, business, knocking out one business so another grows bigger and then pays them off. Yep, yep. Hey, it was a little scratch, Becca. Yep. Uh, Bell Mayor Oscar Hernandez, City Council members George uh, Mirabal, Mirabal, uh, Teresa uh, Jacobo, and Luis Artiga 
Former city council, former city council members George Cole, Victor Bello, and former assistant city manager Angela uh, Spaccia, uh, all were arrested. Uh, the charged city council members were being paid. Uh, sorry, I read that. Uh, Hernandez, 63, was taken into custody custody after police used a uh, battering ram to knock down the front door of his home. We're alleging they used the tax. Thank you. Uh, the tax dollars collected from the hardworking citizens of Bell as their own piggy bank, which they then looted at will. Well, the yeah. government kind of treats us like their own piggy bank, which they loot at will. Exactly. Dude. So I don't really see how this is any different from the status quo. But, well, I suppose it's more direct. But but, but we need it. Oh, we have to give. They've done such to good work for us. For I the mean, think of all good. the things. That, yes, they've yeah. taken care of our good. children. I loved public school. <laughs> that was so sarcasm. <laughs> I hated public school. It made my life. So, following the announcement, the Los Angeles County uh, Board of Supervisors asked State Attorney General Jerry Brown to appoint a receiver to take over the day-to-day management of Bell. But, you know, who's to say this guy's not going to... Well, I mean, it's clearly that the system he's working within is one in which you can get away with this, at least for a short while. Yeah. So why not just... Yeah, go all out. Yeah. I mean, ditch town. Rape and pillage. Right. What's stopping them from doing that? These guys are real pirates. Yeah. They're, every, although yeah. everyone's distracted by what's already happened. Pirate hookers. Oh. Not as good as ninja whores. Uh, I have to say that government pirate hookers are a little bit subpar compared to private. Yeah, they're more private, like the pirate, <laughs> pirate hookers, hookers you meet down at the, the sleazy motel here in town. I've never mm-hmm. met a pirate hooker. Uh, well. Uh, well, then, my you haven't friend, lived, sir. you have not lived. Rizzo was charged with 53 counts of misappropriation of public funds uh, and conflict of interest, allegedly uh, bilking the city out of uh, about $4.3 million. Good God. Holy mm-hmm. crap. Yeah. Rizzo, acting on as the unelected and unaccountable czar of the city of Bell, secretly set his own salary and misappropriated substantial pay and benefits by increasing each of them through a series of actions that no one approved of and few, if any, knew about. Well, how was he able to get away with it in the first place? I mean, it literally. Was secret. I'm, yeah, I'm really not sure. <laughs> how, I mean, did he write the check himself I, I and guess. then sign it himself? Yeah, where's the oversight? I really don't know. They don't go into it in the article. But, but uh, isn't that bureaucracy is to compartmentalize it, each? Well, it sounds like it was a conspiracy and that they had this all worked out so that they could all kind of fudge the books and make it look like that money went somewhere yeah. else. That's most Rizzo in the lead. Yeah, you know. And some bad Well, it, had, and it might just be what we're looking at is that these are the guys... They're still making good. These are the guys who just, uh, they badmouth somebody else. They yeah. threaten to walk. Yeah. Or some new person came on the scene. and just got to remember, the government, it's like a mob movie every time. Yeah. So the, uh, the district attorney continues. He says, uh, this was calculated greed and theft accomplished by deceit and secrecy. Hmm. Sounds familiar. Mm. In addition to his inflated salary and pension, which would have paid him millions of dollars over the course of his lifetime, prosecutors accused Rizzo of giving nearly $1.9 million in unauthorized loans to himself, Spaccia, Artiga, Hernandez, and dozens of others. Fitch ratings on Monday downgraded and then withdrew its ratings on $57.5 million in outstanding bonds issued to Bell. The city, uh, the current and former city council members were charged with nearly two dozen counts of misappropriating of about $1.2 million. Wait, okay, hold on. So, All this money, this is a town of 40,000. Yeah. That's a small town. Yeah. And how many millions are they, they just milking these people for? What services were that money supposed to be used for that's um, missing? Yeah, again, it doesn't go into it, but 
I mean, how can you, I mean, and it it states earlier that they're mostly working class, so they're mostly probably oh yeah, poor. Blue collar. This is well yeah. distracted, of course. Yeah, you know, if well, it's not the you sports have a family, team. you have a job, you have to keep those family. things. Right, you got to buy beer. I mean, hey, you know what? Beer priorities. makes life livable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe not. I, no. I, I like life anyway. But I like beer. Po- beer uh, adds I don't to know. it. Stouts. Yeah. Until I found stouts, I wouldn't have agreed. Anyway, mm. we we can get into we can get back into beer in a second. No. Let's kind of stay on topic. No, we, we've to been topic. pretty bad about going off on tangents tonight. I'm sorry. It's all uh, your fault. It is. <laughs> I'm a conduit for tangents. Anyway, <laughs> you guys are distracting me. <laughs> <laughs> oh the, yeah, blame of, us. Of Fall the guys, cur- <clears> hey. <throat> I'm gonna mute you. Of the current <laughs> of the current five uh, member city council, only Councilman Lorenzo Velez was not arrested or charged in the case. Uh, Brown, a Democrat who is running against Republican Meg Whitman for governor last week, sued the eight officials for fraud, waste of public funds, negligence, conflict of interest, breach of uh, fiduciary, uh, fiduciary, excuse me, duty, and violation of public trust. So, so this, so this politician sued them for stealing money from that belonged to the people. Well, he's got to maintain some sort of story. I mean, he's got—he's the victim here. The, uh, well, the that's best, just ridiculous. The best I mean, defense is a good offense. It, exactly. I mean, but that's ridiculous. You know, like obviously he's—he's he's got an election coming up. You know that he wants to win. He can easily just say, "Oh, look what I did! I helped out." You know, remember when those guys stole money from us? Well, I sued them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I brought here. them to justice. You know, but what he—he he hasn't earned that money either. I mean, no, really. And is there any really way, really good way to you know, dish this money back out? I mean, what what do you do with it now? Like, let's say the the well, state he, government comes gonna, in and he's seizes. He's going to put it in a very important fund. It's a, we'll call, we'll call it a right. trust fund, maybe. <laughs> and then eventually, over time, when we go back to find this fund and, and it's not there, I'm sure somebody will look into it. Yeah, well, we'll, sort of like we'll, social security. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, seriously, I, I mean, what if the state comes in and seizes all the their assets, you know, and uh, their houses and all the the crap they bought with this and their bank accounts, you know, just dumps that out? What are they going to do with it? They're just going to assimilate the money back into themselves. The machine mm-hmm. doesn't care. I know. It Give grinds me more. That's my point. And you should not support the machine. You should move to New Hampshire That's and right. not support the machine with us. That's right. In New Hampshire. Gosh darn it. In Keene. I just get so darned angry. I'll watch out. 435. He's turning green. 1105 is the number. Call in. Talk about anything. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. Uh- This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday edition, 603-435-1105 is the number. Call in, talk about anything you want, from the political to the personal. This is Luther. And Ida. And JJ. Ida? Yeah. What happened to Dennis? Um, another sex change operation? No. <laughs> He's standing right there. Well, this is all making my head spin. I, I can't keep track of it all. Yeah. You don't need to, Luther. Let it go. Dennis was boring. Now we're Ida. Leaf on the wind. The collective We are we. Ida. Has become Ida. Wow. The royal we, the editorial we, I dropped off the money as planned. Yeah, you, there was Ida, and then there was Puke, and then there was Dennis, <laughs> and then there's Ida again. All right. And it was good. So it's come full circle. Yes. Um, so we were talking about uh, city officials in Los Angeles. There's a community of that area. <laughs> and uh, 
how they extorted money. And uh, Ida, you had a, a comment on the break. Do you remember what it was? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> well, then we'll move on. The conversation during the break has been great. Yeah. Actually, it's been better than the show, I have to say. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I was talking about um, you guys were saying that you don't support the system, but you really, really do. Yeah. Like well, every single help. day, all day long. Because they, of course, yes. They like to. Why well, you got to rub it you in? Know, it, metal. Well, I do it too. Yeah, they like to metal. I'm just. I, hey, you got to think about it. You, know, no, you can't I, just I ignore that fact. I, well, yes, it is there in the back of your mind, but in at the, the same time, you're thinking about what you can affect and what you can change. Yeah. And you're thinking what you can do because if you think about the things, yeah, that distract you from that, then you're never going to get anything done. No. You're just going to feel guilty all the time. Yeah. So, so always focus on the now and the what you can do. Yeah. I what agree. are you doing? I am outreach. Outreach. That's what I'm doing. Luther? Um, well, I am trying to get some agorism going here in Keene. Yeah, what happened with that? Well, the man By came the and shut me down. Really? Because yep. why so don't I, you just do it again? Well, I will. Um, yeah. But when? I'm going to plan it out a little better this time. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Uh, aren't, when are you going to start publicizing that? Like, Well, I, I made a, a group on Facebook that people can come, and uh, I'm going to use that to get information out, uh, maybe make a website about it. But for now, uh, nothing's really happening because I've had a lot going on at work. Um, I just want to let you know. Oh, we're talking about the flea market, by the way, folks. Yeah. There's this thing. It's it's called winter, and outdoor markets don't normally work that well. During... Yeah, so I'm going to have to wait. Yeah. So or do it right you're not now. doing it anymore then this year? You're, it's uh, not going to happen? Probably not. I mean, like, wow. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to really take off running. You, you seem disappointed, well, what are you I'm doing, really Ida? disappointed. What are you doing, Ida? What is Ida doing? Ida has, like, 50 million projects that I'm not really focusing I'm on. I'm so disappointed, Ida. <laughs> I'm more disappointed in you than you are probably me. I, I doubt it. I didn't come out. I, I'm 50 and, times disappointed in you yeah, for all 50 of your but projects. But I didn't like come out and say, I'm doing this and I'm going to do it and then do it once and then it gets shut down and then it's like gone well, forever. Well, I, I have a full-time job. I, hate to I also have a full-time job. Okay. Well, it gets in the way well, of life sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so does doing laundry and eating and sleeping. I know. They're terrible, terrible things. Stuff. You're supposed to sacrifice I just need to be rich and and have servants. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So I can just be like Omar. You, you know what? You could get a government job. Fetch me some grapes. And you have yeah. service. Then you have lots of money. Yeah. Right? And then I can extort money from yeah, people. Yeah. Exactly. And you're already like compromising every single day, all day long. So you might as well just go for the, like the state job, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on, get some of that good, sweet state money, loser. You know, you want those servants underneath you. Yeah, you get like benefits. You command that power. Your kids get benefits. I don't want kids. Uh, well, whatever. The, your spouse gets benefits, uh, or you know, well, you get you get you get stuff. You, you, you they, they you get stuff. Yeah, they they give you. <laughs> that's you, the government's you get medical new motto. Attention. Work like, for the government. Hey, yeah, you get stuff. You, well, they'll give it to you. Yeah, they will. But you have to compromise, and you have to work for them. Yeah, first they take stuff, and then they give it to you with so their wait. rules. If yeah. you work for the government, do you pay taxes? Yes. Well, of course. You What's do. the point of that? Well, you got to be like just everybody else. You got to fit in. That's ridiculous. See, you can complain to the other serfs that you're paying taxes. That just points out how how incredibly. You know what? I'm flabbergasted at how stupid the entire system is. Wow. Well, uh, stupid. Do you have anything? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> do you have anything, JJ? I've got lots of stuff. Hit us with something. Okay. Well, um, hit me. Ow. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I just all about the community, and 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 she is one of those people that pays attention. To community and and people 
and behavior. I try to observe. It's good to like stand but back. But you, you actually have a degree that helps you in this fashion. Well, is that true? If you observe, if you just stand back and observe. You're just going to observe your life go by. Well, not all the time. Okay. It, it, actually, there is a term that uh, anthropologists use. It's called participant observation, <laughs> and you participate. Yeah, you and get. observe, and then you record that later. So, what do you have a degree in, Ida? Uh, cultural anthropology. So yeah, I study people. Yep. And it's really, really interesting doing it here. <laughs> uh, I, I'll, I, I'll bet. I uh, never finished my anthropology major, but from yeah. what little I know, it is interesting. Well, so. it's it's a brand new culture that has never really been studied like closely. Yeah, like, the it's free really state new. culture. Not not just the free state project, but just like the little microcosm cultures that are like cropping up that we were talking about. Like when Dennis was on, mm-hmm. he was talking about Manchester, the seacoast, Keene, and how each one has its own like style. It's because the people well, there, they're creating it right now. Well, true, but that's kind of always been, I mean, uh, I'm sure if you just meet regular, like, natives in Manchester, they're going to be different than Keene. Like, well, it's yeah, going to have a different culture. I mean, we've got the What I'm saying is it's, like, it's emerging. Like, right. the people oh, are yeah. creating it right now. Yes. Oh, definitely. And it's, it's new, like, within the past five years or so. And you get to watch it grow? Yeah. Right. Cool. And, and, and the new people that come bring their new ideas and affect it in some, some way and change it. It right. becomes we get a of lot of flack here in Keene, actually. Yeah, indeed. Well, the thing is, it, when you what what do you mean by we? Uh, yeah, exactly. People will. I what I mean by that is that people will label all Keeniacs. That's right. Keeniacs. Yeah, in one Keen activists in into one group of, yeah. uh, one group of Ian worshippers. Crucify yeah. them as a whole. And I don't worship Ian. I like or to, Sam. I like to make fun of him as often as possible because Sam I like him. He's my friend and he's a good guy. Yeah. But it's just you know it's fun to to tease people. About anything, anything, yeah. Um, I understand why people would group, you know, lump them together. Yeah, they don't. They don't understand the concept of like an individual individuality, really. Yeah, and this is very much a an individualistic movement. Yeah. Well, it this is the time to get into the movement. If 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 you're out there listening and you're on the edge and wondering if this is a thing for you, you will have the greatest impact you can have the earliest you can be here. Just, you will be yeah. able to shape how things, if you don't like the way thing is, things are now, like say in Keene, you don't like the way activism is done in Keene, you don't like the aggressive tone of some of the activists, some, things like that. Come here you, and walk up to them and say, I don't like it and I'm going to do something different. And then yeah. do it. And, and you will have happening. people following your example. Nobody's coming up and walking right up into somebody's face and being like, hey, I disagree with you on these and these and these points. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to change a well, culture by posting on the blog or the forum. Right, right. And that's what I see a lot happening. Uh, these people who will blast the keen uh, crowd is they'll just do it from afar on their blog. They won't come up with any alternatives. And really, when you do that, you just, you're a little bitch. I hate to say it, but that's what you are. Come on, do something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Make it happen. You know, I mean, anybody can sit be, there be the and change type- you want to see. And type on their keyboard about what's going to get done, and that's that's really I could do that right now. I can say, uh, but but really, I'm here in Keen, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to actually do stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, there's, by do do you mean like be productive or like well, create like, something? Or? Like, like I've been working with the newspaper for a while, um, trying to get that sort of outreach thing going on. Mm-hmm. But I also I think, um, well, something that you can relate to is that we impact. Uh, the people of Keen every day through our work, through through going to work and interacting with our coworkers, through customers. Well, I don't really work in Keen too often. Well, but, but yeah, I, I get exactly what you're saying. Like I, I talk to my the the tea partier types at just work and talking to your friends. Yeah, yeah, you know, and 
a lot of people out there are really pro-freedom on a lot of issues and they just, you know, don't see the full picture. I find the vast majority of people are pro-freedom. They just don't know it. Like, or they, or they won't, or they won't apply that that those same principles to all issues. They'll mm-hmm. do, they'll do it to their pet issues, like whether it's gay marriage or guns or what have you. Yeah. But then they won't do it to the others. Mm-hmm. Right. Pick and you know, pick and choose. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they kind of see that as like absolutist, or mm-hmm. they're, they're like the world doesn't work that way. But you it's can't just analog. It's not digital. <laughs> There's all kinds of shades of gray. There's all kinds of in-between. Compromise. And that's every day. true. We can get more into that when we come back. 603-435-1105. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday edition, 603-435-1105. You can call in and take control. Talk about anything you want, from the political to the personal. This is Luther. And Ida. And JJ. And who needs Ian when I'm doing such a great job? Great job, Luther. I wow. should mention uh, <laughs> I should mention a couple other things. Uh, how about the AMP program? Um, you know, you can it's advertise, market, and promote. Yep. You can donate money to the show. I mean, everything's free. Give us all your money. But, yeah, Not give us all, all your it, money. Just a portion. Yeah. Just a taste. You know, 90% would do. Um, and especially, uh, how about we get something that will, uh, an AMP program for just the Sunday shows that will go towards marketing them. And then maybe we can start to get some uh, some advertising on the Sunday shows. Wouldn't be a terrible thing. Hey. So, uh, you know, amp.freetalklive.com is the, uh, is the uh, website for that. So, we're talking about uh, the Free State Project. The culture evolving here in Keene specifically, but yeah. in, in general, uh, how things are just in their infancy. The we're, emerging culture. We're creating our own culture right now. We're writing the rule book as we speak. We are. We are. Uh, the rules change. This yeah. is history. They do. Well, it's like you, I feel like experiences happen. Like we don't have it planned out beforehand because this hasn't really happened before. Like where people have just centered on the idea of, okay, let's think about this concept liberty let's focus on that let's focus on how we can create more of it how we can perpetuate it throughout our lives mm-hmm. and that's the thing that all these people have in common and that that hasn't really happened at least not in recent history right so. and, and certainly like i know in my daily life uh, everything every interaction i have every decision i make liberty is somewhere in there is somewhere in that uh that process that thought process yeah and the thing is, it's creating a new culture, a culture that's distinctly different from mm-hmm. the other people who live in Keene that might not even know about Liberty or Free Keene or right. Free State Project or uh, whatever. Do you, do you label think you part of that is why, or do you think that's part of why maybe people are kind of uh, cautious of us and even, you know, nasty to us Definitely. on occasion? Yeah. You well, know. it's an alternative culture it's it's a threat to everything they know like right. it's, it's competing almost like like we want to change how they do things which well, we don't we don't want to force them to do anything well that's yeah, yeah. We, we we just want them to stop forcing us to do stuff yeah well yeah that, which i guess is a change but you know as far as changes to, you want to ask somebody to do that's not that bad you know hey just leave me alone and i'll leave you alone it's yeah. not a terribly difficult concept but we don't get left alone no we don't no well, uh, change is frightening 
because people are. Did you come so up with that on your own, JJ? <laughs> yeah. Look at Keen. Okay, the coworkers. You don't really work in Keen, right. but you, you, and you're a service guy, so you're always hopping around. Mm-hmm. I've worked at the same place, and Ida has too, to a degree. But I've worked at the same place for three years, and the coworkers that I've talked to and gotten to know really well, um, they're really simple as far as their mindset. Mm-hmm. Very, very straightforward. If they they're political, it's it's usually two or three points that they're they're after: gun rights, corruption. Uh, property taxes, mm-hmm. and um, basically, they're hunt- most of them are hunters. And anyway, they're very simple about what they're they're concerned with. Mm-hmm. And other than that, they just like to be left alone and left to their devices or distractions. Um, so I, I can't see motivating these people to do anything political right, right now. They don't feel the urgency. They don't feel the demand. And do you really have the time even to do stuff like that? Like we right. were just we were talking about projects that we're working on, and it's like, well, you got to work and you got to eat and you got to find a house, and mm-hmm. you want to hang out with friends sometimes too. You know, like oh yeah, when do you find the time? Well, also the small town thing. Well, you know, they've they've grown up here all their lives and become very yeah, accustomed uh, to a certain lifestyle. Yeah, a lot of them have. And then you know, somebody comes in and changes that. You know, like with the four twenties downtown and having people smoking. I mean, that's what they. A lot of times, people will point to that and they'll be like, "Oh, they took over our park." And but that's ridiculous because I see kids there all the time. I see families there. I see you know people going to the food vendor down Most there. Most people don't even notice the people there smoking. Yeah, uh, I know. I know. It's and it's really just you know the fact that they read about it, the sensational newspaper articles that get printed, and then they make their judgments based on that. Yeah. Whereas a lot of the other stuff that's going on, like there's charity going on uh, with the Hundred Nights Homeless Shelter. That's right. Um, food drives, book drives. Um, there's all types of outreach. Uh, like there's a there's a group here called the Free Keen from the Free Keen Stigma Group, which is a mouthful, and they really need something with a better acronym. But they're what they want to do is they they they're trying to change uh, some some of our approaches to activism, and I won't really say our, but um, yeah, some some what of the approaches. Our? Yeah, <laughs> what some, do you mean by we? <laughs> exactly, uh, some of the approaches to activism, which is fine because actually, you know, a lot of the free staters had issue with some right types of activism as well. And and that's not and that's that's a point I think we should address just briefly mm-hmm. is that a lot of people don't understand that. Um, just because there, there's an event that happens or a piece of uh, activism that happens, it doesn't mean that it's supported by everybody who's a free stater or who's a free keniac. Yeah. One person comes up with an idea, they recruit other people who yeah. like it or support them. Yeah, if people think it's a good idea, then they're going to have more people come out. Yep. Exactly. Um, but anyway, this group, uh, one of the complaints they had is that uh, they said that the media is just not out there. There's no way to get information about it other than our site and the newspaper. And that's just not true. I mean, there are plenty of websites. There's Free Minds TV. There are radio programs. There was a pirate or community radio station here in town. There's the Free New Hampshire Press and the Free Keen Press, which is part of that. So these are out there. There are outlets to plug into yeah. this. They just don't have access to the the market that I think, a lot of major I think really though the best sort of communication they can receive is from a personal interaction I have to yeah. agree with you the, uh, yeah. the word of mouth either from a friend that they respect and know who's encountered uh, myself or whoever and has had a, a positive interaction I think that is the best way to communicate who we are is through in person or word of mouth that takes a lot of time it does and energy but we do it every day every day I walk into a shop 
I am an activist. Every mm-hmm. time I talk to a coworker, I talk to yep. anybody outside of my house, even in my house, I, I live the activism of being the role model that I want to be. Exactly, yeah. I, I, and I try to put that out too. And when I was talking about people who blog about you know, not liking what Keniacs do, and they'll group all Keniacs into one group as uh, Ian worshippers. We're and, pretty different. Yeah, yeah. There's such a wide variety here. But anyway, one thing they 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 also complain about is uh, that you know people will judge all free staters based on that, and so they have to kind of keep quiet in situations when it comes up. And my answer to that is, don't keep quiet. You know, be, be the shining example. You know, show that not all free staters are the same. Otherwise, you're just going to perpetuate that same ignorance. That label is kind of tricky, though, like when you say free state. Yeah, free state really just means somebody who moved here, but there are plenty of or other... Or signed up for the free state project. Oh, yeah, yeah, who haven't moved yet. Yeah. But there are plenty of people here who are certainly friendly to the ideals of liberty, who were natives. Uh, there were people who moved here on their own and had no idea and then kind of learned about it later on. You I've know? kind of used the term uh, liberty person when I think about... Well, it's just, it's really general. Well, yeah. I use liberty it's individual. It's a being who perpetuates liberty, liberty person, you know. A liberty like, activist in the paper. Well, then activist implies action, though, like you're out there. But if a story's about action or activism, then yeah. I have to call it what it is. This person is an activist. Like you could just be living your normal life, but be perpetuating liberty. Liberty folk. Liberty folk. So what do you call liberty activists or liberty persons? 603-435-1105. Uh, Free Talk Live. We got more coming up. Get some. This is Free Talk Live. 603-435-1105 is the number. Uh, You can call in and talk about anything you want. This is Luther. And Ida. And JJ. (laughs) And we're having a really great discussion about uh, the nature of labels and labeling. Yep. That's right. And the the, uh, classification. Because it's so easy. So easy to group. Mm -hmm. And then you just crucify that group. Simpletons will do it. And I, I made the distinction to somebody in the free keen from the free keen stigma group that I, I'm not a free keener. And he he went ahead and said, well, a lot of you try to say that to uh, throw off blame from yourself. And I said, well, what what have I done that I need to be blamed for? And he had nothing. So, right. Of course. Not. Yeah. He was just being ignorant and labeling. And it's a dangerous thing. Uh, and it can be really bad. Well, hurtful. it's like you're associated with actions that you do not condone that you did not participate in. You know, mm-hmm. like that's wrong. <laughs> I <Yeah>. mean, <laughs> yep. But uh, you know, some people just don't want to see it that way, and that's their problem, not mine. So, well, it, it is becoming your problem though, because you are being associated with a stigma, and you're changing your care. behavior because of it. You are. Aren't have you? I? Well, you said you don't associate with Freakin, but but I never really have. I mean, Freakin's a blog, and I'm not a blogger. Yeah, that's true. You're not actually a part of the Free Keen crew. Yeah. Neither is Ida. Nope. Well, I am. So you're one of them, huh? I still consider myself an individual. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's pretty. Clear that's really the only the label I like to attach to myself as an individual. I'm an Ida. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Luther. Yes. How many Luthers you know? Not many. Yeah. Thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> We're out there, JJ. Oh, I know. We're coming for you. Oh. 
So uh, Ida was talking about all the projects she has, and and I, I've I've got mm-hmm. projects. Lucifer, I'm sure, has projects. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has projects. That's that's what we do here. Is but we try what's to do actually stuff. being done? And uh, Thomas Edison has an interesting quote about ideas that I just wanted to to say for everyone. He says, "I have far more respect for the person with a single idea who gets there than for the person with a thousand ideas who does nothing." Hmm. Wow! And I think that's rather telling. Well, it is, and it certainly is. I mean, and I, I'm, I'm, I understand where he's coming from with that. Uh, like the few ideas I have, there's just a couple setbacks on most of them. Like you know, this whole winter thing coming up. Ugh. That's not a setback. That's that's nature. <laughs> and uh, like the crap campaigns, uh, those haven't been happening due to uh, equipment shortages. I guess we'll say technical difficulties. There we that's go. Fine problems. Uh, but you know they'll be coming back soon, hopefully, and uh, they'll be coming back strong. You know we got a lot of ideas in the works already. So, um. So, I think, yeah. I think yeah. we're just asking for more results, loser. Well, it's easy to like complain Sunday. about it, though. You know, like I can I can complain all day about hey, nothing productive's being done or nothing's being created. Yeah, but but then what, what are, are you I doing? doing? Yeah. yeah. Yes, you don't oh, want to be hypocritical. Drink she owe me a coke. Just mm-hmm. saying. Anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sorry, I lost track with that last comment. Yeah, jinx. Well, thanks. <laughs> I think it, the point is simply to act, to take action, to be decisive. I mean, they're, they're it, languishing and indecisive, you know, well, amorphous. Well, I am taking steps, you know, towards... At least we're well, talking about Well, I'm not specifically it. talking to you, Luther. Well, you're looking at me. Well... <laughs> with your shifty blue eyes. Shifty. I see them shifting about. You're up to something. Shake my fist at you, Luther. Oh, dear. <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, accomplishing something, that's, that's the goal. I think, I think people should be focused on is, is baby steps doing things. And yeah. if, if you, you have this and great I, idea, think of an easy way to get there, make an easy path. Don't make this massive leap where I have this massive know, investment and this I, I'm pretty sure the, the folks in the Donner party said that they're like, Hey, this is a shortcut. Let's go this way. And look how that worked out for them. JJ. Well, it, it actually, my point was more that the Donner party should have stopped and and spent more time thinking and then made you, a better you just decision. said you have to act jj yes but baby steps baby steps take action but takes at least takes incremental small actions start something well it's already happening like organically though don't you think i mean yeah I, i'd say so baby sure. steps sure it is people yeah. are coming one by one and adding their, that little bit yeah. and right. uh yeah and you know new ideas are popping up all the time and yeah. you know so things are happening slowly, and it's growing. But we need your help. That's right. Indeed. Act now. <laughs> Fill out our application, and we'll and have... send us your money. Yes. Uh, no. Well, you can send us your money, but you don't have to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check out freestateproject.org. Uh, learn more about uh, you know activism that's going on here. Check out uh, freekeen.com, freegrafton.com, freemanch.com, and give them money. Yeah, you can give them money. I mean, <laughs> it's not it's not required though. <laughs> Uh, it is required that you give me, me money. Um, I am supreme dictator of all, and I deserve your tribute. Uh, no. Oh, uh, yeah. Basically, look, be a part of the community. If if you value this community, if you value these ideas, yeah, make them yours. Yeah, you know, and then you, you, add you, your. You, influence. you certainly don't have to contribute monetarily. I mean, you can just don't drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, don't ever drink Kool Aid right. or the Kool Aid. Um, yeah, Ian uh, is not yeah, in Contribute ideas. Contribute, you know. <laughs> Of anything. <laughs> Is that reverse psychology, JJ? That's the truth. Um, 
you know, contribute your ideas, contribute your energy, you know, if you can lend a hand in any way, contribute uh, just your time even. I mean, contribute anything. You your know, smile. You, a friendly conversation. It, yeah, and actually that can go quite wow. a way as far as outreach goes. So yeah, yeah. So so what what uh, what do you what do you like about the community, Ida? What do I like about it? Yeah, you can actually be yourself. Like even if you're really really weird, or uh, weird has negative connotations. Maybe I shouldn't use that. If you're eccentric, well, eccentric has negative connotations too, doesn't it? Uh, I like the term eccentric. Eccentric's okay? I consider myself eccentric. If you're an individual. If you are quite the individual, (laughs) you will still be accepted by all these other extreme individuals. Let's not forget Stone. As long as you, well. As long as you maintain. There are reasons why, though. Yes. Right. Stone had a reputation that he earned. Yes. Yeah. So At re- first, I'm sure is, people were. Oh yeah, people accepting. were. But you know, reputation is important, and you know. Yes, and it's important that the reputation is propagated. That information of people who don't pay their bills or people who don't follow through on commitments. Oh, people, money. You know that information. Yeah. It isn't gossip when you're spreading that. You're spreading a reputation, and that that's all we have to to govern yeah. our decisions by. And that's is, why we need this community here. But we need the community to act in that fashion and to propagate that knowledge. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, and that's that's key. Well, that's why I stay here, you know, like because you come to New Hampshire, you can always leave and go live yeah, somewhere else. And but plenty of people have. Yeah, but you won't have that network, that community of people supporting yeah. each other. And you definitely do have that. Yeah. What do you like best about the community, JJ? I like um, the well, like I just said, the welcoming part, the fact that um, that people, you know, once they get to know you, they're they're much easier to to just be around yeah i i think it's it's easier to get to know people because you already you already know that you're in line politically for the most part and so that that whole big elephants just push right out of the room i like the uh, potential yeah it isn't there yet there there's a lot of and i i've seen a lot of issues with the community um that you know i don't like well we're learning as we go right along. and i'm working yeah. to correct them i'm i'm oh, actively yeah. working to correct these things by acting in a certain way, adjusting my behavior to either compensate or to uh, yeah, overpower some negative... Uh, I've definitely grown as an individual from coming here, just the experience of it all, you know, and uh, finding out a little more about who I am, you know, and what I want in life. Yeah. I think because it's so easy to be social here, uh-huh. people are able to be social, where, mm-hmm. and that changes a person. When you're out there more and you're you're interacting with other people live and in person instead of through a, a you know a line or the internet's mm-hmm. um, the tubes, you know you're you're more organic. You're more human, I think, at that point, and and it does affect you. Oh yeah. Oh, so uh, more coming up on uh, community on uh, the nature of label last segment. Yeah, we got. Time for your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. 603-435-1105 is the number. All right. This is Free Talk Live. I did that because JJ wouldn't. 
This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday edition. 603-435-1105 is the number. Call in. Moments remain. Mere moments. Mere moments. Not just moments. This is Luther. And Ida. And JJ! (laughs) Thank you. You made my night. (laughs) Awesome. So we've been talking about what we like about the community here in Keene. Let's take it the other direction. What don't you guys like about the community here in Keene? How about... Can you start us off on that, JJ? Oh, sure. Um... I think a lot of people aren't keen to express their discontent with the actions of others. Just because this is, quote-unquote, anarchists, you know, doesn't mean that you have to, ex- you, you, you tolerate a lot, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you have to say nothing. If there's something going on that upsets you, or if someone's doing something that you don't like, you should say something. But don't- then th- that's causing a confrontation, though, and some people don't like, to do that like so yeah generally people uh, shy away from confrontation of course they do um i mean i've spoken out about things i don't like before uh like bullhorns i'm not a fan of how they've been used uh very aggressively very actually you know and that's that's one of the big complaints that that people have that i i agree with actually so yeah uh well it's it's still if you think that it's an issue that you don't feel comfortable with address if you speak out maybe mm-hmm. there's another person that agrees with you oh there are and that they just simply don't have the i guess inspiration to say anything right. you know they're afraid of getting uh you know yelled or shouted down or, yeah. or, or well, any other we, thing we definitely don't uh like i mean you can't control others even still i mean but you can influence them and you know that's what i try to do you know just what i can do you know like hey i don't think this is the best way to go about it you know, that's that's my piece. Yeah. Well, yes, yes. Oh, an example for me would be the um, the candlelight vigils at the the people's homes, which mm. I view as to be the pretty much the nuclear option, because there isn't a whole lot more you can do after that. I mean, you're you're at this person's private residence. Yeah, I I, I don't really see it as as a terrible thing. I Usually mean, usually they're on the street. Like yeah, on public yeah, but they're there. They're there for that. Yeah, I regardless mean, of what where it, they it, are, it really brings it home to them. I think it really shows them that you know their actions do have consequences. That it does affect people. That um, might be so. I, I haven't participated in any of them. But so. I think I what I think the feeling was is that there wasn't a creative effort maybe to find an an intermediate step. Mm. You know what do you do before that? You have the protest on the uh, central square. And then the next step after that is going straight to their home. Um, well, what kind? Of, what What would you like to see done in between? Like, do you have any ideas? I I don't have a creative idea of how to do that. Well, JJ, you're just contributing to the problem because you're like complain, complain, no alternative option. Like you're That's not right. giving us an alternative. That's right. Here. Yeah. But I I don't like that. <laughs> okay. Period. You, you asked me what I don't like. I gave you an answer. Okay. Now you're complaining that I give you an answer. Stop. What do you want me to do? Now you're complaining Sorry. that we're complaining that you're complaining. I'm yeah, pointing out the, the, f- the situation from a narrative. <laughs> okay, you guys lost. So me. What, what what don't that you like the about the community, Ida? You know what? It has to do with communication again. Just like JJ's problem, I, f- I feel like um, people are afraid to say certain things, maybe to mm-hmm. other people, or like the confrontation issue as well. Sure. Also, um, just there's trust issues as well. I feel like among people, like. I feel like people have been exploited in the past, and so now they have a little bit more trouble trusting people like outright yeah. just because they share the same principles. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I know I, I have trust issues, um, and I, I'll stay pretty closed off to people until I get to know them for a while. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I can see that. And just like, I don't know, it does get kind of clicky too sometimes. Well, yeah, that's that's pretty natural. I mean, I I I've always been one to kind of just not you know not be a part of a click and not not be a part of a click. Yeah, I'm more of a floater. I go from click to everybody click or loves whatever. JJ. You can just float around. I, I've been told I'm the uh, the ambassador for Keen in Manchester wow. yeah. by, by the Manchies. Shall shall we decree it that he's the official ambassador? It shall be decreed. Uh, I, I, I veto. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm there like almost every week at their barbecues. Where are you guys? I yeah. wasn't invited oh, near, for some reason. Near Manchester. I'm not invited. No. I just showed up. Yeah. And they gave me beer and let me sleep on the couch. Wow, Manchester sounds pretty cool then. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> well, if you're a loser. <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah. If you're an ambassador. I mean, I got diplomatic immunity and shit, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about so, you, loser? Yeah. Um, I don't... Like, do not your face, your ma. Um, yeah, we pretty much covered the things that I don't like. I so mean, it uh, mostly has to do with communication. Mostly, yeah, you know, like people who will will talk on the forums and uh, kind of cloister themselves away into that world. I yeah. guess I don't know. Like, uh, I had a particular friend. I'm not going to name his name. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Nick Ryder. Who, <laughs> The nut. <laughs> who 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 always gave me a hard time for not being on the forums and not wanting to argue online, um, which I, I kind of see as a waste of time. And he even offered to get me a computer and pay for my internet so I could go on the forums at one point. Nice. Which was silly. You should have taken that up. Free Maybe. Maybe. Well, at any rate, um, you know, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I might not like all the actions that everyone does, I guess. Like, I... Uh, and. In order to say what I don't like about the community, I'd have to point to these specific things. Yeah. So. Well, okay, I, I can appreciate. I don't like the lack of women. Yeah. Oh well. That that is a problem. <laughs> well, I think I think you need to. Bring but it's w- getting better. It. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. It is getting better, but very very slowly. Yeah. And it's still a problem. I think you need to convert. We, a local I, we don't user. like to talk about that though. <laughs> well, it, it's not. It's actually not that big of a deal for me. Yeah. Because I'm not really out dating right now, so. I don't really care as, as much, but it would be nice to, you know, date a Liberty girl. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, um, but it, see, one thing I liked in the forum, okay, Will May, and I'm cherry picking something because of our limited time. Um, he, he had, uh, he took issue with the drinking game mm-hmm. and he started a thread about it and, and talking you know about his his views on the topic and mm-hmm. where he thought it was wrong and and uh, various things like that. I appreciate that sort of discourse. I appreciate the at, at the very least devil advocate. There needs to be criticism. There oh, needs yeah. to be more criticism. Well, I, I, I love to be from devil's inside. advocate. Yeah, because external criticism is met with with uh, this this anger, this well, shield of anger sometimes, whereas internal criticism would be more easier to swallow. I think. Yeah, well, I think it. I think it also depends on how people approach it. Whereas a lot of times, outsiders will just be like, "You, you freak staters, yeah. need to go back where you came from." Well, we're and, constantly being attacked. Yeah, constantly. You say you like free things, but then you want to pay for the website and pay Luther. But yeah, back so. to giving Luther money. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a good idea. <laughs> anyway, 
Yeah, well, Lucy, you you got to stop that whole money thing. You got a good job. I mean, okay, it's a good joke. you guys are right. Don't send Luther Maybe you money. Need to give back a little. Don't more, don't send actually. Luther money. Send Luther silver. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, see. and what? we were talking about projects, and that's actually another thing I'm trying to do is promote more alternative currencies. I'll, that uh, I'm a distributor for Shire Silver, and I've kind of been. People you know, should just dragging my my ass yeah, on that too. Trade but, in valuable items, food, shelter. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, well, other the, the great thing about about silver and, or currencies is that they're you know they. If if I have apples and you have oranges and I want potatoes for my apples, yeah. you'd have to go and get potatoes mm-hmm. with your you know. So it just it makes for a more expedient yeah. uh, exchange. It it helps. Yeah. yeah. So and and using uh, currency backed by real wealth is obviously. Yeah, better. I mean um, you. The thing is, though, like if all you have is silver, you can't like eat silver if you need right. potatoes. But right. hopefully, you'll find someone to trade right. with. And this reminds me of a story, a long-winded story that we don't have time to get into. So maybe some other time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was pointless. Well, okay, a guy, uh, his daughter's getting married, so he wanted to get her the finest uh, wine he could, and he walked into a bar. He, he he went to the wine salesman, and the wine salesman said, <laughs> "Oh, this is this wine is as pure as water, or as uh, as sweet as honey." So he's like, okay. "Oh, I don't want to get her wine. I want to get her honey." So then he went to the honey salesman, and he says, "Oh, this this honey is as pure as water." So he went and got a water, and so all the guests had was water, and they were really upset about it. So yeah, it's kind of that sort of. I thing. I don't get it. Um. Again, we I don't know if we have time to get I'm into sorry. it. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we don't. Do you get it, JJ? Can you explain it? No, I think it's just I tried to time. I tried to tell it too quickly. There's actually a lot more to the story. Okay, I'm uh, sorry. I know. I'm sorry. Like it, it would take me too long to get into it and explain it all. Okay, we all know that we don't have a lot of time. Let's move on. <laughs> so, Ida, what's with those books you got there? Oh well, when I guess we were talking about community, I'm actually trying to keep track of it and record it. And what's the term for that? What you're writing? Um, an ethnography. An ethnography. Yes. Awesome. So, Ida's ethnography will be out next fall. No. Be sure to check your Thanks, local Barnes and Noble for that. This has been Free Talk Live. Uh, have a good night. Yeah, yeah.